Hey, Liam. What? Come closer. Oh, okay. It's season two. It's season two. Oh, the video people want season two of Not The Bee. Oh, my God. Season, oh, it's two, season two of, of The Bee. It's season two of Not The Bee. It's season two. Oh, no. It's season two. Oh, oh no. Shh, shh, shh. Oh, okay. Don't tell anyone. Shh. It's season two. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we record today the Bunurong, Bun Warung, and Wurundjeri Woi Warung peoples of the Eastern Kulin Nation, and we pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Hello and welcome to Not The Bees, your favourite 2021 Nicolas Cage-themed podcast. My name is Lawrence Boxall, and as usual, I'm here with my friend, housemate, and designer of the Louvre, Liam. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Good to be here. It How is, are you? It is good to be here. I'm good to well. be here in this glass pyramid that I constructed specifically to record our podcast in. It's The acoustics are just fantastic yeah i mean i know what i'm doing it's very true i just you know paris of all places i don't understand yeah Um, but you know we can we can talk about that later it's it was the money yeah it's fair enough the money and then the women (laughs) just they threw women at me until i said women the bread the wine oh yes now this is our first podcast of the year yeah we've already dropped one this year uh if you listen to our last episode with uh, andrew fraser discussing Wild at Heart. We did actually shoot uh, shoot that. We recorded that last year, but over the Christmas break and uh, various technical difficulties didn't, didn't come out until this year. So this is it. We've started the year. Hooray! Yay! And we'll hopefully be back to an episode a week if all things go well. Knock on wood. Um, yeah. But yes, so here we are. Any, how was your Christmas and New Year's? Yeah, it was good. What it was did good. you do? Um... I didn't, not going to lie, I didn't do a whole lot Nicolas Cage themed. Uh, I, I, I mean, you did find something. I did find, and uh, it, it was a find. Yeah. It was, it's this group um, that do, they, they source and kind of import Ghanaian film posters, like posters that have been drawn by these Ghanaian artists and artists. I found one of the Wicker Man, oh, yes. but specifically the Nicolas Cage remake. You Not know the how Christopher I Christopher Lee one. No, 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 no. You know how I know it's the Nicolas Cage remake because yeah. Nicolas Cage, how? he's on the poster in his bee helmet, <gasps> having bees poured into his eyes. He, it's the moment of not the bees. It is the moment. It's the moment that this podcast was named after, which is also super fun because that scene isn't even in the theatrical cut. No. That no, is a deleted scene. That's the alternate ending that has achieved such meme status that it has earned pride of place right next to um, Johnny Ramone and his gun guitar on this poster. As that, we all know, Johnny Ramone famously uh, having that gun guitar in The Wicker Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we Maybe we'll put a photo of it on the Twitter or something. Yeah. So no, we'll link to the, um, that was to the quite people a find, who did it. Christmas find. It was a Christmas find. To this film. This film. Why don't we dive right on in? Well, I mean, it would be good to say what it was first. You know, I don't even want to. It's not. Doesn't, it leaves doesn't a bad taste it. in the mouth. It's so bad. <sighs> all right. And breathe. You remember when we did Moonstruck and Vampire's Kiss and we were having such a good time? We and just... even even Wild at Heart. Even Wild at Heart. Even Wild time. at Heart. 
Remember joy? Remember feeling joy? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a film called Firebirds. <laughs> yeah. And, it's called uh, Firebirds. It's called Firebirds. It, uh, as you can tell from the title of this podcast, it's called Firebirds. In case you missed it, the movie's called Firebirds. And that's and uh, and we'll see you next time. It's been a great episode. Yes, it is Firebirds. It's a 1990 film. And I would just like to point out, I can't believe we were able to find this online and not The Boy in Blue. I in what world? Yeah. We found this on YouTube. Someone uploaded this. Someone thought, you know what? More people need to see this. It's and so they took the time to rip it off a DVD and upload it in, albeit shocking quality. There were YouTube. multiple rips, too. We could have watched an entirely different rip. Like, it, it's and yet, multiple people thought, yeah, no, people need to see this. The Boy in Blue eludes us still. The yep. cheapest we... we Found it was for what six sixty bucks. Sixty bucks, yeah, on eBay. We're just gonna have to. I tried to put it off, but we're gonna have to go fitty fitty on it. Fitty fitty, dirty. I've never co-owned a DVD before. <sighs> well, you know, who I think gets it's time in... our relationship went to the next level. Who we... gets it in the divorce? Should we sign like a prenup? Yes. A DVD nut. This is a. This is. A, I think this could be the most valuable DVD I own. It's. Yeah, well, I've got collections and everything, but I I think the singular the DVD, most valuable single DVD that you that's own. That's quite remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of us maybe maybe we'll have to do sort of a, a co ownership thing of Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Friday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday Saturday, Saturday, and alternate and on Sundays. Sunday it rests. <laughs> on Sunday it rests. Yeah, but on the keep the Sabbath holy. The Sabbath, we cannot taint the Sabbath with the boy in blue. No, no, um, we can't. We're gonna have to do it. We're gonna have to buy it. So back to Firebirds. Back to Firebirds. It's a 1990 film. Yep. Uh, it is right off the back of Wild at Heart. Right off the back of Wild at Heart. Palm Door winner. Wild at Heart. <sighs> Straight into Firebirds. Firebirds. Uh, let me give you a cheeky, the cheekiest of uh plot synops sounds good um if i can get the bile out of my mouth um <laughs> firebirds okay so it is a film it, it was released as wings of the apache in the okay. uk i believe Wh- which title do you prefer i think firebirds yeah yeah wings of the apache makes it sound like it's going to be a really art house you know it could be last of the mohicans it, it does sound like a dances with wolves yeah exactly sequel. wings, of the, wings apache. of the apache but firebirds kevin costner in, in wings, wings of, of the, the apache. apache but firebirds and then when you look at the poster it's just a bunch of apache gunships coming out of a sunset with a very a very onion skinned nicholas cage tommy lee jones and sean young up on the top of it it's you know it's the sort of thing that you can imagine them trying to market towards dorm students yeah um anywho anywho here we go uh the storyline was conceived by retired lieutenant colonel step tyner and john k swenson and retired marine captain dale die um so the film stars nicholas cage and is the cast as a helicopter pilot attempting to help dismantle a drug cartel in south america Jones plays his pilot instructor and senior-ranked military officer during his flight training, while Young portrays his love interest. So there is a, a drug cartel in South America, in ambiguous South America? I don't think it's Oh, it's South America, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely America but South. Yeah. Um, the drug cartel, ooh, they are, they're, they've got drugs, 
and it and we gotta stop them. And who else are we gonna call them? We're gonna call in the army. The army, and specifically the Apaches. The Apaches. But it's worth noting that people in this film have not flown Apaches before this. They need to learn how because Apaches are the only things that we can possibly use to stop those South American drug cartels. What a weirdly niche skill set. You're gonna spend six months training to fly this one particular helicopter. Oh my god. And we're going to get into a lot with this. All right, yeah. so Liam, in order to let, let, let's okay. keep the expedite, why don't you hit us with who's in it, who's responsible? Uh, who's um, responsible for this dumpster fire? Um, so, Nicolas Cage, top build. He's first up. Before, yeah. I noted Tommy Lee Jones, who plays the kind of older senior military guy who comes in to teach all of these younger pilots how to fly Apaches. Yeah. He plays um, the Tommy Lee Jones type. He plays the Tommy Lee Jones of the movie, yeah. but has by far the most compelling character arc. Oh, it should have been his of film. the movie. It should have yeah. been his film. Nicholas yeah. Cage should have played a supporting role, and it should have been about Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. But we will get to that. Sean Young uh, yeah. plays the love interest. Uh, Sean Young, if you don't recognize the name, she was Rachel, the android in or the um, replicant in Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also so she's used, used to playing emotionless robots oh yeah she really they typecast her yeah. here and then the other Dale Dye the guy who came up with the story the retired mm. serviceman um, plays a character the other kind of name is Mary Ellen Trainer, who is in a, okay. a series of kind of classic 80s movies she was in The Goonies she was in Die Hard mm-hmm. she was in Lethal Weapon 2 yeah uh yeah, I'm just looking now. She was in Romancing the Stone. Um, she was in Scrooged. So yeah, like a, a whole run of kind of really sort of classic 80s movies. Yeah. Uh, Death Becomes Her, she was in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she oh. was in a movie called Amy's Orgasm uh, from yeah. 2001. Playing Good on you, Amy. Amy's Mom, a movie which also featured Nick Chinland... And Julie Davis. Uh, well, you know, when I think quality, I think Nick Nick's chins. Yeah, Nick's chunder. And it's worth noting that this film had, for all the times where we, we stopped and exclaimed to each other about the dialogue or, or, or anything like that, this had, how many people wrote this and how many people, it had three editors and two writers, uh, I think three three people get story credits. Two yeah. people get credit for the screenplay. Neither of those two people are a part of the three people who got story credits. So five people constructed the story. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and then three people edited. And when we get to talking about the editing, oh, the editing it is, is it is editing. That's, yeah, that's for damn sure. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I think we should. Get I like into to it. think that it was three editors who all hated each other, and so they were they only Just retconning. <laughs> yeah, they were only allowed in the studio one at a time, so each one would like go back and ruin the other's edit. Well, maybe each one was only allowed to edit. You know, one was tasked to assign Nicolas Cage. One was tasked to edit. Oh, they they were editing Tommy it by Joe. character. Yeah, and oh, one was dear. And so when they had overlapping scenes, that's when the real yeah that was the shit hit the fan. Oh my god! All right, so this film is Top Gun. It is Top Gun. It's it's literally just Top Gun. And now you've never seen Top Gun. No, but even but I even even I know. recognized. I was like, oh, this has got a really Top Gun kind of vibe. Like it's yeah yeah, it and it's Top Gun without any of the like, 
a homoeroticism that makes Top Gun kind Any of interesting. Of the volleyball yeah, there's no volleyball. There's no yeah. yeah, exactly. There's no like innuendo. Yeah. With the I mean there is a little bit of innuendo, but it's very like ham fisted. Very that one scene where Nicolas Cage and Sean Young are like flying that training mission and they're swapping like helicopter based innuendos back and forth. Uh, you get my rotors going. Oh, it, it was so... It, yeah. Oh, mm. uh, just a, a sluice of... <laughs> uh, how dare you use the word sluice? A, a sl- sluice of innuendo. That's been our word in the, uh, in the apartment this week, is the word sluice. It's my new least favorite word. You know more so everyone than, hates the word moist? More so than moist, sluice. Is, uh, yeah, as Lawrence pointed out, full of sibilant S's. Sluice. Sluice. So I found uh, I'll get onto the reviews first. I think yeah. before we talk, because I think it's going to frame quite a bit of it. I found a Washington Post review from uh, the nineteen nineties. You remember the Washington Post from those movies? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that they, when a movie is sent out to be reviewed, often the reviews will get press notes from yeah. it. So from the either from the production house or the studio, they'll send out notes of who, what the cast have done and what the director's vision is and all this sort of stuff. So when they're writing the review, they, they know what's happening. Um, so the Washington Post noted in their review that the press notes they got said they were sent uh, this film to do for the army what Top Gun did for the Navy. And then the reviewer writes, yeah, dream on. It's a video game more than a motion picture. The first coin-operated movie. Oh dear! Oh yeah! Oh, that's that's. I also like that the author of that review hated the movie so much that he kind of like parted the curtain yeah. to be like expose the kind of inner machinations of the movie industry the, to, to yeah. just like as an extra for some reason that feels like an extra fuck you to like like exposing this private document that's meant to be circulated yeah. between like studios and critics has pull, pulled off the mask to reveal it. it's not you know the ancient mariner it's actually old man willikers has been scaring yeah. the cool school your kids. man's got receipts and who boy is he willing to show them <laughs> vincent canby writing for the new york times saw uh film as having many laughs all of them unintentional oh while pointing out that uh, Nicholas Cage plays a sort of B-picture role that might once have suited William Gargan. Unlike Mr. Gargan, though, Mr. Cage insists on acting. Mr. Cage simply won't quit. He never listens or sees anybody else in a scene, being too busy monitoring his own utterly mysterious attention-getting responses. Yeah. Yeah. Nicholas Cage alternated between being very, like, muted mm. and just letting rip it's the bizarre antithesis it was yeah compared to sean young though who i think i read four reviews which describe sean young as undead oh she she was not there they judy garlanded her but forgotten to give her like the uppers uppers they'd just (laughs) given her downers to get her through the movie and so what you get is this like sleepwalking performance it's just it's i mean it's inspired in a way it oh it's very avant-garde but um like in a way it would have been it would have fit well within wild at heart yes. in certain ways it's that sort of experimental territory yeah definitely but within a movie that's so kind of poorly crafted and cut and dry as and you see you see nicholas cage really trying to get you know, when you're opposite acting opposite Nicolas Cage, particularly in a film like this, where he is, 
he's sl- he's literally sliding up to you in a laundromat asking you about your washing and can he take you out on a date oh, and, and he's like being- fondling a pair of your panties yeah and you have you you don't respond how does anyone that that'll get a response from you yeah either good or bad it's going to generate even a just like naturally yeah it, 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 like you would be like oh geez yeah uh, you know piss off but yeah no it is it she genuinely looks like she has been raised from the dead and she is re- the reanimated learning how to speak it's yeah. astonishing oh, and it means that the whole dynamic between the two of them becomes so much more sinister because yeah, she's really she's sinister. not even because he's not taking no for an answer they used to date they don't date anymore and he's not quite over it he's constantly badgering her like yeah. for like a drink or a date or to so how about get we back get together drink yeah she's like listen it's not gonna happen yeah exactly and she's very clear like nope yep. straight up not gonna happen but like not in any kind of forceful way yeah that it, like it's almost as if she has already given up yeah like even though she's saying no that's not gonna happen i don't want to do that in her mind she's already like oh all right all right it's gonna happen i'm just gonna i'm just sort of doing the nagging thing exactly she like just emotionally ragdolls and lets Nicolas cage kind of like sweep her away yeah and the, uh, the suddenly it changes on a dime, and we both made notes going, "No, you 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 shouldn't be going on a date with this man." The, the thing that changes is Nicholas Cage. Uh, he doesn't fly Apache helicopters. Apache helicopters, uh, by the way, uh, I believe came out in the seventies. They are not a new helicopter by this point. They're about fifteen years old. Right, they came out in seventy five, I believe. So, like in flight first. school, they would be oh god, a helicopter. Yes. You would like. You're, you're know in the your way around American army, and you're in the uh, like the air division of that. I don't know what it's called, but um, you know, yeah, you you're gonna know how to fly a 15 year old helicopter, yeah. surely. Um, just as you know, everyone trains on uh, Black Hawks and everything, which are also out at this time. Um, anywho, so Nicholas Cage is is training up to fly Apaches because he's the best. He's the best of the best of the best. He is playing that weird kind of type of character the sort mm. of like bad boy the immensely talented like bad boy almost like the maverick yeah he is yeah. very much the maverick yeah it's <sighs> top gun yeah top gun. <laughs> top gun top gun it's, it's so he's playing the this this cocky hot shot part de pilot and he's yeah and he, he turns out he's got a he's got one eye that's more dominant the other than the other so he can't fly uh, an apache at night time which i think is a thing like people a thing that people have mm. that just unless you're something like a helicopter pilot doesn't yeah. really matter yeah absolutely yeah nearly everyone has that yeah, yeah you don't need to have kind of like equally dominant eyes yeah to i don't know eat a sandwich yeah exactly because they, they have that holographic thing that goes in front of their eye yeah. and they're looking at like so they can look at that like screens. lawnmower man rendering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and what makes Sean Young's character uh, change her mind about Nicolas Cage is Nicolas Cage gets turned down from the Apache program, and he's like, "I'm not gonna do it." And she's like, "No, you can do it. All you have to do is tape a periscope to your eye and then drive a jeep around the Air Force Base." Yeah, that was more or less it. And then suddenly they're sleeping together. And I, well, you know, I mean, heck. Yeah, that was remarkably straightforward and yeah. easy. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm dating at the moment. I am most certainly thinking about faking an eye dominance problem because apparently that works. 
hey, there's something that you need to know before we go out. What is it? My left eye is more dominant than my right. Oh, my God. I have never been so turned on. Yeah, really. 100% success rate. <laughs> really milk that, like, sad boy energy. Oh, my God. That, that real sad, sad, sad <laughs> soft boy. JK, um, my prescription has not changed in years. I think my eyes are as they're they're about where they're going to be for the rest of my life. Liam is um, less than legally blind. He is a step below legally blind. I've yeah, I've like circled back around. Weirdly, I have more visibility than somebody who's <laughs> legally blind, just in kind of a, a different direction. Yeah, it's sort of like an intuition. You're a bit like Daredevil. You just see a world on fire. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah um it's you look horrifying today by the way <laughs> thank you very much you look disgusting <laughs> so okay so we, that we've got the reviews out of the way let's let let's start going through so this film begins with it's 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 top gun it's top gun it begins with the dawn shot of is it like a slow sort of military drum almost march doom, 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 yeah it, it's a very like martial score this one there's a yeah. lot of a lot of drums a lot of percussion yeah it's like i mean like apocalypse now the way yeah. almost the way that the helicopters are kind of like coming at the sun framed against the sunset and all of the and then there's them parks along you know the runway and everything and yeah. everyone's, it's a new day and everyone's getting ready and it's top gun it's top gun uh, it's but it's also a bit like the Lion King. Like it opens with that yeah, sunrise, and I was expecting as the Apaches come out to be back at the YouTube. Well, it would be the other way around because the Lion King didn't come out until '95, right? <gasps> Wait, are you telling me, Liam, that the Lion King ripped off Firebird? I think the Lion which King may have Top Gun ripped off <laughs> indirectly ripped off Top Gun. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, the Lion King rips off uh, Kimba the White Lion." Yeah, and Hamlet. Uh, no, kids. No. Uh, jokes on you. It's a Nicolas Cage, Tommy Lee Jones movie. Ugh. <sighs> that would Nicolas Cage as Scar. Side note would have been great casting. Don't you think? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I challenge anyone to a fight who disagrees with that comment. Oh. I, I don't know. Give me a give me a Scar line. Oh, long live the king. Long live the king. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You've sold me. I know that uh, your powers of what is it? Redemption. I haven't seen the Lion King in years. As a warthog's backside. Ew. Yeah, I was wet. It's wet. <laughs> Just wet. I was wet. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is also always a little bit moist. Uh, he's a little bit moist in this film, isn't he? Yeah, he's a bit moist in Firebirds. Yeah, this, there was that particularly sweaty shot of his butt crack. I think. Oh, wow. I've got notes. We'll find. We'll get to it. it right. Um, so the first shot of Nicolas Cage. Do you remember where he is? What he's doing? Side profile yeah. in a helicopter. He's piloting staring a helicopter. into the sun. He's staring into the sun. He's got his aviators on. Yeah. Yeah. Codename Snake Two. Snake Two. Wonder what happened to Snake One. No, it's also just Nicolas Cage. Oh yeah. <laughs> They've got it like a cloning program. Yeah, because <laughs> he failed Cage's. the Black Court program by crashing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's uh, he's just bad. All right, we'll try number two in the Apache program. I no, guess. All right, it's, sounds uh, great. All right, <laughs> see how it goes. I swear he played another character called. I swear in Face Off he plays a character called Snake. I could be, I could be wrong. Um, Does he? No. Oh no, it's true. No, I swear. There's. I swear he plays a character called Snake and. Oh no, he's in a movie called Snake Eyes. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I was thinking it. Escape from New York. Oh, Snake Plissken. Yeah, yeah. 
again, Nicolas Cage's Snake Plissken would have been yeah. signed, sealed, delivered. When did Escape from New York come out? That was uh, early 80s, right? Uh, like he would have been too young to do it. Oh, yeah, I think so. Escape from New York was... If was this seventies actually? Oh, jeez. Was it? Oh no, eighty-one. Eighty-one. See, if this seems like a highly digressive podcast, it's because this movie has not given us a whole lot to work with. There's really we're just shooting the shit. We are shooting the shit. A lot like, of my notes are just like ridiculous lines from yeah. what from like mostly Nicolas Cage <sighs> in the movie. My first note that isn't where Nicolas Cage is first seen is the cuts in the action. So Liam and I have. Uh, uh, I want. I I I want to love. Maybe a deep fascination with the works of Paul W S Anderson. Paul Thomas Thomas Anderson. Anderson. No, you have a deep fascination. I have a love. That's true. I I have seen all six Resident Evil movies multiple times. I like the, genuinely the new Monster Hunter film. I oh, was I'm like, so oh, that keen. looks bad. And I'm Liam's so like, keen. I am going to come and see that. Absolutely. Event Horizon. I've seen multiple <sighs> times. Great movie. So there's a th- there's a rule for those of you. Um, potentially who haven't noticed this before great action scenes uh don't cut in uh, incredibly quickly right because when you cut lots you lose your geography you lose your sense of bearing you can't tell where things are in relation to one another so you think about a lot of uh i don't know jackie chan films for example yeah. jackie chan and his team have these incredible set pieces where the camera doesn't really cut they have all the action happening in shot a lot of martial arts is really good for that sort of it's thing. Really like good. all of yeah. those old like Jackie Chan movies and like Wuxia movies. Yeah, totally. They know how to shoot action. And they talk about them as games, they talk about them as plays, individual things, because they, they have the sequence and they let it play out. Yeah. Somebody told me that or I remember seeing one person talk about um fight choreography as yeah. problem solving like a character has yes. a problem and they have to figure out how to solve it when we do state particularly stage combat as well that's yeah. how we think about it as well i've always been told yeah. taught is is okay because you have your character's intentions and their drives and their super objectives and everything yeah. and the fight is the obstacle that you have to overcome yeah and um and so you know if you think of even films like casino royale yeah. Um, the one with Daniel Craig. Remember that incredible uh, fight in the construction yard? Yeah. And they're running across the cranes. The longer you get to take something in, the image, the better it is because the more you can put the stakes on it, the more you can sink into the moment. Yeah. Mad Max is another really good, the most recent oh, Mad Max. Fury, Fury Road, Road oh, is a really good editing action yeah. movie. If you can watch a fight scene and you can count more than three seconds a cut, that's pretty rare for modern films. Yeah very frequently it'll be cut cut you know very very quick whizzy cameras and everything firebirds oh my god rather than a cut every three seconds three cuts a second yeah or like around there yeah Yeah. it is so disorientating it is so badly edited it's the paul thomas or paul wamas thomas anderson the paul ws anderson school of editing we we we, we say wamas thomas to distinguish between Paul Thomas Thomas Anderson and uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, isn't it? Who? Is, is Paul Tom- I, I only know Paul Thomas Thomas Anderson. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea who this Paul Thomas Anderson how, is. How very dare you. Um, Hold on. I'm going to pull up each of the three um, editors and see what they've done okay. individually. Well, I'll, I'll talk for a bit while you do that. So, All right. Um, so, yeah, the first shots are mainly just Nicolas Cage wincing because he's staring into the sun so much. And they've got all these shots of Apache and um, other helicopters swooping in and out of canyon ranges and everything. And, and you just have no idea what's happening. But the thing is, 
it doesn't look very good because when you compare to uh, Top Gun, and it's worth noting that the same aerial choreographer was brought on from Top Gun to Firebirds. Wait, because, really? Yeah, because the I, I I think they have to get I think they get in like a different camera unit. I think they get a B unit in to right. shoot the aerial stuff because obviously Top Gun has got those incredible sequences, very exciting um with the jets but thing is jets are really exciting to watch because they travel from a to b very very quickly and unless you're getting a wide shot of them banking or rolling or looping or whatever it's usually a pretty straightforward motion helicopters hover and swing their tail and a bit slower and they're just a bit sort of chunky and and a bit i don't know yeah a bit crap to watch really there's no part of it where I thought, oh, this is exhilarating. This is exciting. Yeah. And so it's just Nicolas Cage wincing while these really chunky helicopters just sort of spin around in the air slowly, but cut three cuts a second. Yeah. All right. So I've got the three editors up. Okay. So I'm going to go. There's a very distinct progression of like the editor who's had the most success All right. to the editor who's had the least success. So yeah, I'll go cool. in most from most successful to least successful. The most successful is a guy called John Pohl. Uh, he edited most recently Bombshell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he edited The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. He edited Meet the Parents, um, Goldmember, Austin Powers and Goldmember, mm-hmm. um, and The Spy Who Shagged Me. Yeah. Uh, like he's edited some a, a version of Captain America from 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Nobody nobody saw i don't think but he is by far the most successful i would say yeah, yeah of the three editors next you've got a guy called norman buck norman buckley sorry who uh went on to direct and sometimes edit a lot of tv so he did a bunch of episodes of pretty little liars oh, oh. legend has it legend that he spent i mean pretty much all of his money on, on a, a meet and greet and Lisa pretty hale didn't even show she up. didn't even show up she didn't show up to the editor of her tv show so he did Pretty Little Liars. He did Gossip Girl, a lot of Gossip Girl, a yeah. um, bunch of episodes of The O.C. Okay, uh, yeah, that's pretty consistent. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He does, okay, you know, some movies, but none that were really particularly um, well-known. Sure. The last editor, Dennis M. O'Connor, his claim to fame uh, was editing the Weird Al Yankovich movie, UHF. That's it. That's and what Firebirds. It, and Firebirds. Yeah, those were his two sort of most prestigious. I blame him. You blame him? I blame him. You think that they let Dennis M. O'Connor into the editing suite after hours and he just wreaked havoc. I like look, I think that he's yeah, as they good gave a candidate him a as a bunch any. of quaaludes and some grade 1 safety scissors to splice the film and they just let him go. Yeah. It was one of his earliest films too, I think. Let me I'll double check that, but yeah. it may have been like he'd never seen a movie before. <laughs> yeah. well, what age is he? Is he actually 5 at the making of this film? I wouldn't be surprised. Uh no. Oh no, he he he'd edited quite a bit before this. Yeah, right. Um yeah, so Firebirds was 1990, and he'd done 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, about 15 things right, okay. before this. He should know better, essentially. He should know better. He should know better. So this film is clearly in wonderful hands. Yeah. Um, the action, it builds itself on being an action movie, but completely fails to deliver on the action in a capacity yeah. that is digestible. Yeah. 
Um, it's all like <sighs> suggestions of action sequences. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just disparate shots of helicopters and missiles and people around running the around the same sort of landscape. Yeah. yeah. And just people wincing into the always setting sun. Yeah. Also, worth noting, this whole, the whole plot thing, the, the whole reason why Nicolas Cage is here, the whole reason why he's training in Apache is to take on the drug cartels. It's of even... which we never see. No, no, it's you get a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. And a little bit at the end. It's the final kind of climactic confrontation. Yeah. And then they disappear through the middle 70 minutes of the movie. Also, worth noting, these miscellaneous South American drug cartels have enough money to privately own, operate, without repercussion, not just one, but two large fighter jets. Oh, yeah, that was the best. We're not talking little Russian mix Like stealth fighter jets. We're talking like stealth fighter jets. Yeah. As well as hire, like, a, a, a hotshot... Uh, like helicopter pilot to come and be their own personal like, yeah, attaché. Yeah, yeah. It should, wh- uh, I I don't I don't even know. Explain. And then the helicopters like seamlessly take out both of these fighter jets. Oh yeah. Oh very. These two helicopters which struggle struggle to take out another helicopter. <laughs> somehow managed to take out jets which have the capability of essentially orbital bombardment. Pretty much, yeah. And everyone's just like, yes, of course. Oh, naturally, yeah. that's the way this works. And also, you know, Apaches are capable of going incredibly high. There are so many military technical flaws in this film that really upset it me. It did bother your inner <sighs> military nerd. There were all kinds of really stupid stuff. There's, there's like, um, when you had all the, all, all the uh, American army on the ground doing training or whatever, yeah. you would have... Tommy Lee Jones, who's quite a high-ranking officer, saluting um, lower-ranking officers or or yeah. uh, or, um, or just regular grunts, but that would never happen because because lower-ranking officers always salute first, not high-ranking. Yeah, officers and then the higher-ranking officers sack-tap them exactly as they walk them past. Fucking nerd. Yeah. So there's a bunch of that, and also then you know Tommy Lee's uh, helicopter gets shot down, yeah. right? So that's considered a grounded target. That that target's out. Yeah. It's incapacitated. The jet that they're fighting then circles around and keeps trying to shoot it on the ground yeah. while there are still active helicopters in the air. Like, that would like never... priorities. Yeah. Like, yeah. you are still under threat. Why are you shooting? Why are you flogging literally a dead horse? Um, and then, of course, that, that jet gets taken out by... Um, uh, oh, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, oh, Billy. Billy. Billy creating a javelin rocket launcher out of spare parts on a helicopter. Oh, yeah. The, shooting it down. It was made of Lego, the helicopter. Yeah. You could just take little bits off that you need and stick them together. And then take down a jet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, there's just so... The, the I don't see the flaw. If this film is aiming to do what uh, Top Gun did for um, the Navy, it's amazing that the American Army hasn't disbanded after this film. Uh, it's, yeah... I mean, it is a little bit refreshing, I suppose, to see... You just think of, like, the enemies in American kind of military action thriller movies mm. around this time. And it's always, like, Russians, yeah. kind of increasingly Arabs. Yeah. Um, you know, like, sometimes the Vietnamese. But yeah. to have, like, like a South American cartel, I was yeah. like, huh. I mean, this film literally opens with a quote from George Bush. In senior, yeah. Senior, yeah discussing the war on the war on drugs yeah and we go oh okay that's where we're, we're going with this fantastic yeah uh, okay 
But Tommy Lee Jones as well in this film. We haven't really touched on him. No, we he haven't. He's playing very Tommy Lee Jones. But um, he, he does it well. He does it well. I mean, he's playing that that crotchety, you know, slightly older. He's he's coming out of his prime. Yeah. You know, the men in black character. Yeah. Um, it was funny. We, he, he does deliver a lot of his line readings very oh my God. quickly. Like he has somewhere to be. Yeah, he it, like he just wants to get the day done so he can go to dinner. I counted seven times he didn't let Nicolas Cage or another actor in the scene finish their line completely before he just started speaking. Yeah. <laughs> There's that amazing sequence where he's introducing Nicolas Cage to the Apache. Yeah, and he, and he's they're walking up and they've got the ladder on the side to get into the helicopter, but of course you have to climb a bit on the helicopter in order to get in. Yeah, and he goes, "You can put your feet here, 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 and here." And you start slapping the side of the helicopter in all the places you can put your feet. Yeah. Slow down, Tommy Lee Jones. We can't take it in. Yeah. I don't know where to put my feet now. Exactly. Like, I'm not I'm not getting on the helicopter until you do that again, <laughs> but like half the speed. Stop being a dick and yeah. show me where to stand. <laughs> so I'll, You go first. I'll just follow you. But he's, his dialogue is so fragmented. Yeah. Everything you do, sport, is just to try and get in. Yeah. He has the most interesting arc, though. He does. Or his part in the screenplay is yeah. the most interesting. Like, I didn't care about Nicolas Cage and him inevitably becoming good at flying an Apache helicopter. Yeah. I worried about Tommy Lee Jones and him struggling to accept his newfound role as a senior officer as daddy as daddy surrendering to all of these kind of younger yeah fitter more sprightly yeah service people kind of coming up the ranks because he was you know he's the best now everyone's saying tommy lee jones is always saying to his his superiors let me go out there you know i could really do some damage and they're going no no tommy lee jones you're too valuable yeah you're too good we can't let you go out there they're gonna get you he's like no i can do it yeah no you're too so clearly he's like the best of the best of the best but interestingly when nicholas cage comes along who's also the best of the best of the best tommy lee jones isn't threatened by him they joke and and when he goes into this training simulation some guy remarks he's good and tommy lee jones is going yeah yeah he is and they get along and they banter and then about 30 minutes in, Nicolas Cage turns around and goes, you're harder on me than any of the other recruits. And they have this thing. It's going, no, he's been, what? Yeah. There's uh, been uh, no Cage, friction at all. And there's the, I mean, even the boxing scene where Nick Cage, like, just kills Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it murders Tommy Lee Jones in cold blood. <laughs> Results in, like, like, Tommy Lee Jones isn't mad at Nicolas Cage. He's yeah. more, like, angry at himself. Yeah, for being old and weak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not at like uh, uh, a lesser officer yeah punching him in the face <laughs> the favorite one of my favorite bits of this film is when when they are in this simulation thing so um nicholas cage and his and his gunner uh go into um you know this this very janky <laughs> simulation but you know you know like star tours at disney world you know there's those simulators where you get in and it rocks you back and forth and it's it's all on hydraulics yeah. and everything. It's one of them. And it's fitted out to look like the inside of a gunship and they wear the heli they, they wear the um the hologram eyepieces and the uh, and the helmets and everything and and Nicolas Cage stares straight down the barrel and talks about how he likes strawberry bubblegum when he's flying. Yeah. And he's doing it because he knows there's a camera in there watching him, but it just becomes a commercial for strawberry bubblegum. Yeah. And it's brilliant. I love Trident strawberry bubblegum when I fly my helicopter. 
Okay. Okay, cool, Nick. That, and he goes, he goes insane in that he scene. He goes insane. Like, when he's sort of on that kill streak within the simulation. Yeah, they're essentially playing Nintendo 64 Goldeneye. Yeah, um, the same <laughs> tier graphics. Them polygons. Oh, it was so good. But he just keeps saying to himself, I am the greatest, I am the greatest, just getting louder and louder and louder. And it's, I think the one time where he really lets loose is yeah. insane. Yeah. But, like, he also never, that never reoccurs. It's not like he's, like, gunning down actual people and going, yeah. like, I am the greatest. Yeah. I kind of wanted that to happen. I wanted him to kill that one, like, South American drug kingpin yeah. in the magic helicopter. <laughs> the magic helicopter that can't be gunned down. <laughs> be like, I am the greatest. That's all right. All the helicopters are blessed by wizards. Oh, um, I see. There's that great quote when he's in the simulation after he's... After he's done, after he's climaxed with uh, "I am the greatest," after he's climaxed, yeah, I had, I had to do it. That's a good, um, good use of the word climax. He's just because he's shooting all these simulated tanks and everything. He goes, "Cook them, bake them, wake them, slap them, all gone, bye bye." Bop it, twist <laughs> it, pull, pull it, it, flick it, <laughs> blast it, <laughs> bake it. Is it's um, ah, oh, yeah. It's it's a bit exhausting. It's so exhausting. This whole movie is exhausting. And then Sean Young is just as bland as no she's, cheese. She's there. She's there. There to she, collect she her paycheck. And says lines. Yeah. She's she has a presence. Uh, speaking of which, Sean Young has a magic helicopter. I don't know if you noticed, but Sean Young's helicopter changes from shot to shot. Oh, does it? Yeah. It I I checked out at that point. <laughs> I was not. This was one of those Nick Cage movies where I like I was just like yeah, I'm, yeah I get it. <laughs> there's there's choppers, man. Yeah, there's choppers. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones didn't die like you thought he would. Oh, I was so convinced he was. You, yeah, you were. you announced it very early on. We like, met he's his die. wife. We met his wife, and she was like, "Hey, why don't you retire?" He's like, "No, I can I can do more." Hey, uh, there were all of those beats the seeds were sown though. yeah all yeah. of those beats and then the he only thing he die. needed to do is open a locket right before he got into the cockpit yeah. and stare at a black and white photo of his wife oh absolutely son. um wait did he have kids yeah he did oh uh, I, I didn't did he... i don't remember seeing any kids i think he might have did he mention them i feel like if he were gonna die he would have more obviously had kids yeah you know and i obviously have kids yeah yeah <laughs> obviously i'm the type of man who has kids but Sean Young, she's not just a regular pilot. She's a woman female pilot. She, yeah, she's in one the of them armies. lady pilots. You're, you're, you're disrespecting a future U.S. Army soldier. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to... She literally says, she does, I don't want to stay home and cook. I want to be a pilot. Yeah. Okay, great. So that's that portion of the recruiting video done. Do you think this is where Harrison Ford got the idea to get a pilot's license from? Like he he, he was like he, obviously he's friends with Sean Young because yeah. they were in Blade Runner together. Yeah, he watches this and he's like, that gives me an idea. And furthermore, I'm gonna make Air Force One, <laughs> and that's where this comes from. Yeah, 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 Air Force One, a direct result, the next step <laughs> in the chain from Top Gun. To Lion King. <laughs> yeah, Top Force Gun One. to Firebirds to Lion King to Air Force One. <laughs> now, I have here in my notes, Nick has one sweaty ass crack. He's got the pissy shitties <laughs> with no ass. <laughs> He's got... 
I don't even know if we can begin to describe unpack the busy cities. <laughs> if we have time at the end, I think we need to read that thread. Yeah. It's unrelated to Nicolas Cage in every way, but it's something that Liam it's and I frequently reference. And it's but <laughs> like it, we we saw it for the first time and it we were incapacitated for like <laughs> 20 minutes. Um but yeah, it, Nicolas Cage, I don't know what scene it is. I think it might be when he's in the gym. He's got glistening arms, but then just really distinct. His no, I do remember. Just, he's wearing red shorts. Yeah, and the illusion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks, yeah. Like it looks a little bit like himself. he shit himself. Yeah, no, I do remember this now. He's got the pissy shitties. He's got the pissy shitties out of his like flat ass. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah, definitely. Ass check, no ass, no ass, still. It's been One t- oh, nearly ten years. It's been nearly ten years. I know. No ass. <sighs> Man, to think about it, we've covered 10 years of this man's life, and we are, I don't know what, not even 15 episodes into this podcast. I know. Do you remember that scene in this film when Tommy Lee Jones is walking up steps, and Nicolas Cage just comes (laughs) insanely running up. (laughs) He's like pumping his arms. He's flinging his arms up to like his height, his head height, when he's running up these steps, and he comes up to Tommy Lee Jones and goes, is everything cool? This is after he punched Tommy Lee Jones in the face. That's right. When they were boxing. And Tommy Lee Jones goes, yeah, everything's cool. And it goes, all right. And then just runs away again. And that's the scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's the scene. It is insanity. Yeah. This is, I mean, I could just read the lines that I wrote down. I'm your mother now, Calvin. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so. So great. (laughs) They're about to go off to fight. And and Nicolas Cage's gunner is called Calvin. And he goes, you ready, Calvin? And Calvin goes, uh, only my mother calls me Calvin and to which Nick responds with I am your mother now Calvin that's <laughs> great oh Tony Jones does have kids oh he does he does because Nicolas Cage ambushes him in a 7-Eleven and oh, inflates his, his baby with milk yes 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 now I remember <laughs> okay so dear listeners um, imagine there you are you're there in 7-Eleven pushing around a trolley uh you're getting the groceries. Your your five year old. You tell her to run off and go get some pasta. Your newborn baby is in the trolley, and a large Nicholas Cage in aviators comes along, picks up the bottle, and just won't stop squeezing milk into your baby for like two minutes. Yeah, I also like like definitely have never heard of anybody taking a bottle of breast milk into a supermarket <laughs> to feed their baby, but like you know. Nicholas Cage bought it from home. Oh yeah, he just had it in his back pocket. <laughs> Carries around a bottle of breast milk of his own lactation. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's got no ass. It's because all of his like metabolism is expended. Yeah, producing <laughs> breast milk. <laughs> when, when, when did he say the quote? I lost a little bit of control there, but everything's cool. When did he say, say Was that? Was that? He he goes on a little tirade and then. Yeah, he was flying. I think. Yeah. Was oh, that that's right. did that have something to do with like the bag when he was training and they found out that he had the kind of like eye thing? Oh, that's right. Yeah, when when they're training to do right before it's discovered he's got this eye condition, he uh, they essentially they black out the windows of the back se- the pilot section of the uh, yeah. Well, they put the you, they put you in they call it the bag. Yeah, and then they get you to fly essentially on night vision um, while you have the gunner who can also take control of the the, the chopper. Um, and he just goes on a little... He just loses his mind a little bit. And yeah. then he's just like, ah, oh, you know, everything's cool. I'm fine. <laughs> he's cool, buddy. But the, the dialogue between Nick and any of the girls, any female character, yeah. is like Anakin on Naboo talking about sand. Yeah. 
it, and it, it gave me some serious Attack of the Clones vibes. Ugh. Yeah. <sighs> I, oof. I, I don't know how much more I can talk about this movie, honestly. There's, there's, there's one more quote that I have. You have one have more? To. Which quote? Nicholas Cage has taken uh, Sean Young away. This for, might be the same quote. It probably is taken away. Sean Young. In that case, we will um we'll we'll do a role play of it. Uh, they've gone away for a, a sexy night out. It's gonna be embarrassing desert. if we're thinking of different quotes. Oh, I don't know. No, this will, we'll, we'll, all right. We'll set it up for me, and I'll say what I think it is. And and Nicholas Cage is like, hey, let's go to somewhere, and they're around her sports car, and Sean Young is protesting that no, she's got to get back to the got to get back to the air force base because she's got to do a thing and nick goes come on baby let's go and she says i gotta get back to which he says no today is sangria day <laughs> that's the one yeah <laughs> a drink so good you need a whole day a whole day, a whole day. out of absolute left field yeah Gotta go bathe in a bucket of sangria. I'm gonna get that tattooed across my shoulders. No, today is sangria day. day. It would be a good shirt, actually, <laughs> to add to like our burgeoning collection of ridiculous shirts. Uh, we do get shirts uh, for, for each other for Christmas. Yep. In a, in a little sneak peek inside our lives. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm celery man, and I'm nude Tane. Yeah. If you know, you, you know. know. Just you know, I will be kicking your ass today. Um, oh, and uh, I don't know if there's much more to talk no. about this film. To be honest, one more thing that's worth noting is, as we always do, we sit through the uh, the credits, the looking credits. for a funny name, and the key grip was called Gene Pool. <laughs> it's his actual name. <laughs> it's almost better than Dick Clot. <laughs> Dick Clot. Oh my word! Oh my what? Well, I don't. Know. Is there anything else that you really want to no. talk about with this film? It's 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 just Top Gun, but it's not good. Hey, mom, can we get Top Gun? <laughs> no, honey, we have Top Gun at home. Top Gun at home. Firebirds. <laughs> <laughs> this is Top Gun at home. This is oh boy, great value Top Gun. Yeah, this is home brand Top Gun, Safeway brand Top Gun. <laughs> It's it's so unimaginative. Sean, I mean, in in um, in Top Gun, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kelly uh, McGillis. Yeah, Kelly McGillis. She plays an instructor, right? Yeah. And in this, Sean Young sort of plays an instructor and scout, and it's 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 just uh, yeah the shots, the even the music. Um, I don't know. Should we give it a rating? Should we wrap this poopy oh, up? All right. What do you want to rate it out of? What's the uh, scale today? Out of out of uh, out of a possible eleven sangrias. Eleven Sam Greer. Sangrias. Sam Greer. Yeah, I was like, who? I was like, I didn't remember a Sam Greer from this movie. Oh, but do you want to make go. it eleven gene pools? No, I like I like eleven sangrias. Um, I'm gonna give it two. Two. I'm gonna 11. give it two out of eleven. I'm gonna give it one. Oh, one sangria. Bold and because sexy. today is sangria day. Yeah. <sighs> you got to drink responsibly. One sangria. I know. That's one it. sangria. Well, look. Thank you very much for tuning in for our our first one back. We wish that we could bring you one that is distinctly more spicy next week. Next week. So, Liam. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> 
What do we got next week, Liam? Oh, next week. Well, I did have a sneak peek at next week just to kind of scope it out. And we may have to fold it in with the one afterwards. Okay. Just because I don't know how long Nicolas Cage is in it for. Right. It is the uh, world-famous smash hit, Industrial Symphony Number no. 1, The Dream of the Brokenhearted. It's by. a... Uh, by It's a di- directed by David Lynch. It's a live TV concert special. For Julie Cruz, who Ooh. did the um, Twin Peaks theme. Yeah. Uh, and it's got, there's a scene at the beginning featuring Nick Cage and Laura Dern mm-hmm. uh, as the heart broke, the heartbreaker and heartbroken woman, respectively. Yeah. And it's the dream of the broken heart. So yeah. Heart and then uh, Julie Cruz is the dream self of the heartbroken woman. And mm-hmm. then it's like a sort of 50 minute mm-hmm. concert special featuring all of Julie Cruz's music. And then the one after that is, of course, uh, everyone's favorite drama romance thriller, Zandali. Zandali with Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold. Who we haven't seen since Fast Times at Richmond High. He was our rating scale. He was. He He was was. our rating scale. It was Judge Reinhold's. It's also got Marissa Tamai and Steve Buscemi. Oh, God. uh, In it. Uh, Ian Abercrombie. Uh, So that, but it's got a 4.1 on IMDb. So uh, we are going to be bringing Oh, Joe Pantoliano? Yeah. Teddy and Memento? Yeah, he's in it. Yeah. Uh, and Cypher in The Matrix? Like, holy shit. So we'll, we'll probably be doing a bit of a twofer for that, which hopefully will give us some fun and sexy bits to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, we're going to have to push through the next, like, three, four years of Nicolas Cage's filmography are a bit of a bummer. Yeah, we might be doing a couple of double-ups because just so we can really get this, this boy rolling. Yeah. So got, we- after that, we've got Honeymoon in Vegas. Don't yep. be confused with leaving Las Vegas. No, a lot of Vegas. New. This is his Vegas phase. Yeah, yeah, which is not to be confused with his New Orleans phase, which is his entire career. <laughs> We've got uh, Amos and Andrew, which is Nicholas Cage and Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. So that'll be that. fun. That'll be fun. Uh, we've got Red Rock West. Uh, which is uh, a super fun Dennis Hopper, Nicolas Cage, which apparently is, is a pretty good film. Oh, man. Dennis Hopper and Nicolas Cage back again in another movie together. What was that? Oh, Rumblefish. Rump- Dennis Hopper? Well, Dennis Hopper was the dad, <gasps> he was wasn't the he? Dad. He was yeah. the dad. Yeah, man. Everything comes back. Everything. It's the Cage Cinematic Universe. The Cage Cinematic Again. You can't get enough. Uh, there's Deadfall. Deadfall, also um, an episode of the podcast, How Did This Get Made, which is a hoot. Um, How Did This Get Made famously only ever reviews bad movies. So it's, uh, gird your loins. Yeah, so that's uh, Charlie Sheen, Nicolas Cage, Michael uh, Bian. Uh, Michael Bian. Bian. Uh, Guarding Tess, which is Shirley MacLaine. Yeah, Deadfall, uh, fun Griffiths. fact, yeah. it, written by the same guy who wrote Green Book. Oh yeah. So yeah, so there's a bunch of very bizarre ones we've got to get through. There's about there's about six or seven we've got to get through. Yeah. And then suddenly we hit Leaving Las Vegas. Oh we we hit hit The Rock Con Air Face Off. Face off all in a row. Yeah. So, and then once we've got through that, then there's, you know, City of Angels. Yeah, that's a good one. Then a couple later, we've got Gone in 60 Seconds, and then we're into the 2000s, Even baby. Even Bringing Out the Dead's a Scorsese movie. But yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know much about 8mm. Uh, I've seen 8mm. 
It's uh, Nicholas oh, Cage oh. is a PI who's been tasked to. Oh, that's yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, figure out the origin of a snuff movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, just some light viewing. Yeah, it's a good date movie. That one. <laughs> so yeah, so that's kind oh, of I'm looking our at map this for uh, for for photo for next... of Nick Cage oh my God. in eight millimeter. Oh, 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 that that looks tantalizing. Cage business. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be, you know, the next the next couple of months, I reckon. We'll see us through to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we hope you'll join us, and we hope you'll keep coming back for yet more as we descend uh, into this. Ugh. Nicolas Cage has got some brilliant films coming out. There's some great trailers. Uh, uh, Willy's Wonderland? Definitely look up the trailer for Willy's Wonderland. That it's looks, insane. Nicolas Cage doesn't speak a word, and yet he says so much. Nicolas Cage has got a movie out, The Croods, A New Age at the moment. Oh, yeah. The trailer for Jiu-Jitsu. Look up that if you yeah. haven't seen it. Um, all kinds of things. So, lots to be going on with. Uh, we hope you had a nice Christmas and New Year. And... Uh, we look back to see you can always get in contact on not the bees pod on twitter not the bees pod at gmail.com for you know cool boy emails yeah but until then we leave you after firebirds uh, my name is lawrence and i'm liam and this has been not the bees and we'll see you next time